0: You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide today for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football and basketball. As always, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils podcast your first listen every day. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. The Locked on Sun Devils is available there Monday through Friday. The best Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. Maybe I'm biased or maybe I'm objective. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but all I know. Free and available on all platforms. Make sure that you follow the podcast as well on Twitter at LO underscore Sun You can follow myself, Richie Bradshaw, at Richie brads 36 And you can follow my co-host, Connor Drios, at C. Drios. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun stuff. It mainly starts with former Arizona State running back DeMonte Chip Trainum and his comments on a podcast focused on Ohio State and everything that he's looking forward to now that he is officially transferred over to that program. We're going to talk a little bit about DJ Davidson declaring for the draft, and then we're going to close it out with some basketball opinions. The Pac-12 recently came out with a new... Basically, kind of like how the forfeit policy is going to work now if you have to continue to decline and pushing back your games and whether or not this is going to really affect the Arizona State Sun Devils. But again, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. And again, my name is Richie Bradshaw. Normally, I would be joined by my co-guide, Connor Drios. But unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, we were not able to get him on tonight. So I will be carrying the load and guiding you all through everything that we have to talk about today. But first... Let's go ahead and talk about Chip Trianum. So for those of you who don't know, Chip Trianum is a former Arizona State running back who looked very promising in his two years for the Sun Devils before opting to transfer this offseason, and he ended up going home. He is from the Ohio area, and he picked up an offer from the Ohio State Buckeyes, but the plot twist here is he decided to translate to a linebacker instead of a running back. Now, there's multiple there's multiple things that could have gone into this decision. For one, he probably might have been a little more comfortable on the defensive side of the ball and felt that it was his best opportunity to not only get onto the field, but perhaps translate to his NFL success in the future. So it it just, it kind of goes hand in hand with all sorts of different opportunities for him. He was a solid ball carrier for the Sun Devils. So in, in nine games this past season, he had 78 carries, 402 yards. So just about five yards carry and six touchdowns. The problem is he he just he he really struggled down the stretch with fumbling issues, which ended up getting him off of the field more often than not. Arizona State riding the hot hand with Rashad White, who absolutely dominated when the ball was in his hands, and it was really hard for train to get back onto the field. And maybe that left a sour taste in his mouth. Now the unfortunate thing here is White is now going to the NFL. Which left a clear opening for Trainum to get starting reps for 2022 because it, it it was going to be between him and Daniel Nagata and Nagata is a stud but Trainum is definitely the more proven commodity and he he decided to transfer instead of wait for that opportunity and we can't blame him because perhaps there's a better opportunity with the Ohio State Buckeyes especially being able to translate to the defensive side of the football instead of the offensive side of the football and. For all we know, that could have been another big reason that he decided to transfer. Is maybe he had talked to the Sun Devils about becoming a linebacker, and they didn't really take to that idea as much as he was hoping for, and decided that uh, just a change of scenery was going to be the best option for him and his career. So he goes on to Ohio State. We're rooting for him. We're very happy for him, Sun Devils fans. We're not upset, and we're definitely not rooting against him. This is a good kid. He gave everything he had to the Sun Devils just because his time here didn't pan out the way that we had hoped it would doesn't mean we're going to be actively rooting against him, especially because you hear nothing but good things about the kid. And there's no reason for us to believe that there's bad blood between him and the university, especially when he goes on this podcast and really doesn't have very many negative things to say. So he had talked about um, reading through here. So the podcast he was on was Around the Oval. I believe is how you pronounce it. And he, w- he was talking about his decision to transfer and everything that he was hoping to do. And a quote from him here is, Just taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, setting myself up for the best possible success in the future, realizing Ohio State has a needed linebacker right now, and just being willing to come in, step in, and hopefully have a dominant impact and help the team win. So there you go. That's your big reason right there as to why he decided to transfer. At no point has he slandered Arizona State. He hasn't said anything on Twitter. He hasn't said anything on this podcast. He simply is just looking for a new opportunity, and who could blame him? He also did go on to say earlier in the interview that he wants to play for a championship. And let's be real, Sun Doubles fans, he was never going to get that opportunity here. So me and Connor have talked before about how before, before our time and this world is over, I want to see us win a Rose Bowl. At a minimum, I want to see us go to a Rose Bowl. That opportunity hasn't come in in a time where I've paid attention to football. There have been opportunities because Jake Plummer was able to take them to that promised land way back when against the Ohio State Buckeyes, which they ultimately lost because of terrible prevent defense and allowing David Boston and the Ohio State Buckeyes to basically drive down the field and win the game. But The the big goal for for me and the Sun Devils, I want to see us win a Rose Bowl. That is like my absolute number one thing I want to see before I leave this place. I am not expecting a national championship run. The closest that we got to it was a few years back in the Todd Graham era where we were the number six team in the nation before dropping a game up in Corvallis and ultimately getting knocked out of the college football playoff picture. That is the closest that we've gotten in my time of watching football and it was amazing. It was so much fun to be able to see us get that far, so close but not able to capitalize on such an amazing opportunity to get into the playoff. And it's okay. Because by all by all by all expectations, we exceeded them. And it just it is what it is, you know. I don't expect us to ever get that far again. And that's not me, me being a negative Nancy. That's me simply realizing that Arizona State is not that kind of program. We're not in Alabama. We're not in Ohio State. We're not, you know, a, a, a Clemson or a, anything like that. We're just not. We are competitive in our conference, we are competitive in our division. And I will settle for that. We're not competing for a national championship. Whereas Ohio State, every single year, is competing for a national championship. Ohio State is one of those blue-collar programs where they have absolutely no issue pulling in talent and reloading instead instead of rebuilding the program. They get guys to come in and buy in. They constantly have good coaching situations. I mean, they went from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day. That's about as good as it gets because Ryan Day has picked up right where Urban Meyer left off. And I mean, Urban's been gone a few years now and Ryan Day is starting to get his own recruits in, and this was a quote unquote down year for Ohio State, and they still won the Rose Bowl. So Ryan Day clearly knows what he's doing over there in Columbus, Ohio. So DeMonte Trainum clearly is buying into what Ryan Day is putting out, and it makes sense. They have a very realistic chance to compete for a national championship. I mean, they got a very young team right now. They got CJ Stroud, who just finished a season as a Heisman finalist and just absolutely tore up college football landscape this year. Now, albeit he had some very good weapons because he had Chris Olave, he had Garrett Wilson, who are going to be first round picks, but he just proved in the Rose Bowl of all places that he can absolutely dissect the defense with whatever's been given to him. A a guy, Jackson Smith, uh, Nijiba, I believe is how you say his name, went off. I mean, he set the FBS single game bowl. Single bowl game record, 300 and some odd yards, and a a couple of touchdowns to go with it. And C.J. Stroud tossed for almost 600 yards. They know what they're doing there. There is something in the water in Columbus, Ohio, and it is giving these kids superpowers. Meanwhile, on the defensive side of the ball, they did have to retool quite a bit because it's hard to lose so many quality guys in just year after year after year. You lose the Bosa brothers. You lose Chase Young. You lose... All those guys in the secondary, Jeff Okuda and Sean Wade and and DeMond Arnett and Kendall Sheffield, they just constantly are losing, guys. And this was one of the years where it caught up to them and they had to rebuild on the defense. And I mean, just either way, looking at their 2022 outlook, they should be one of the four teams that are favored to make the playoff and go to a championship. Bringing it back to our point, this is probably the biggest reason why Chip Trianum decided to buy into what the program was putting out is because they're going to compete for a national championship. It, right now, if it if it were you asking me my opinion, I would tell you it's between them and Alabama. What do they have in common? They have really, really good offenses and really, really good defenses, very well coached, well-rounded, constantly getting guys to come in. That's Ohio State. The difference between Ohio State and Alabama is Ohio State has the opportunity for Chip Traynham to come in immediately and play significant snaps on the defensive side of the ball, even in his first year translating from a running back to a linebacker position. So that's huge for him. And we're really happy for him that he's getting that opportunity. And he should 100% see that opportunity. And what I'm very interested to see is that transition from running back to linebacker. Because we have seen some guys in recent years be able to make that transition very successfully. I mean, UCLA did it twice in the last 10 years when they had Anthony Barr and Miles Jack translate from running back to linebacker position very, very successfully. And they've even translated it to the NFL level. And looking at an Arizona State kid, I mean, it just, this is kind of like the the poster boy for transitioning from running back to linebacker is, is, I almost said Anthony Barr again. Terrell Suggs, and I mean, we're it, it's really difficult for me to put Chip Trainham in that category because those are three borderline College Football Hall of Famers. I mean, Suggs is, but you got to talk about the other two as well for potential College Football Hall of Famers. We're putting him in a very high category there, but there's countless examples. And I just want to see Chip be able to make that transition and really find some success in in a, in a new scheme and a new opportunity for him. So we'll see how it works out. But overall, this interview left me with these opinions. I'm excited for him. I think there's a really good opportunity for him that's sitting in front of him. And there's no ill will here. I thoroughly and truly want him to find success with the Buckeyes. And this is coming from a guy who's not the biggest Ohio State Buckeyes fan in the world. But I'll tell you what, when their games are on, I will be watching and I'll be rooting hard for number 1. I believe that is going to be his number. Will be number 1. But that I cannot confirm or deny. Part of that is because he was number 1 for the Sun Devils, but according to his Twitter page where he had a Photoshop picture of him with the Buckeyes he was still playing with the jersey number 1. So, I'm ho- I'm hoping and praying that he's able to find that success. He's such a good kid and truly I I, I know I'm I am feeding a fed horse right now, but I want him to succeed more than anything in the whole world. So let's go ahead and wrap up this first segment. When we get back for the second segment, we got to talk about DJ Davidson and his transition to the NFL ranks. But first, hey guys, this is Richie Bradshaw here. And the host, you know, of Locked on Sundays. But I got to tell you about this incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. And I know that's a vast majority of you guys. So you got you to gotta check this out. The app is called GetUpside. Right now, my listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. Download the app for free and use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, like myself, are making as much as two dollars or $300 a month in cashback, and there's no cash. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free get Upside app and use the promo code SCORE. Again, promo code SCORE for GetUpside. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting year as we continue the march of the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football to basketball to hockey to boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back for the second segment of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday. Me and my co guide, we're co guides now, not co hosts. My co guide, Connor Drios, or always available to give you guys the absolute best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. Now for this next segment, I want to talk to you guys about our boy DJ Davidson. DJ Davidson, one of the defensive linemen for the Sun Devils and a starter for the last four years, has officially put his name in the NFL draft. Now he was a senior, so this was absolutely inevitable, but he is officially going to be working out and preparing for the NFL draft and I'm here to tell you that there is a chance that he could find his way into the pros. So for starters, Davidson played a whopping thirty what's that thirty four games in four years for Arizona State. And you got to remember, he of the four games that Arizona State played in 2020 because of that COVID-ridden season, he played all four. So he essentially was like a three-year starter for the team. In 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 that time, this this is a defensive tackle. Remember. He racked up 137 tackles, 15 and a half sacks, and five, or excuse me, 15 and a half tackles for lots, and five sacks. This kid's an absolute stud. he He's one of those guys, he's not flashy, he's not anything that's going to blow you out of the water, but he's a smart player, he doesn't really get moved off his spot, and I think that there—there there is a realistic shot for him in the NFL. Now, here here's the tough thing, is defensive tackle just really isn't a position that gets valued all that much unless you're someone who just blows people out of the water. So, you got you got that kid down in in Georgia. Oh my god, Jordan Jordan something. I can't think of his name, but he he Jordan Davis. He is just an absolute physical specimen. And because of that, he he should be a first round pick. But outside of him, I mean, there's not a, there's not a ton of Defensive linemen in this draft who are going to blow you out of the water. Let alone guys who are going to make big splashes in the draft realm. So this is where DJ Davidson could really capitalize and be able to make himself some serious money. He he needs to have a really good. Uh, he he needs to have a really good draft process is what he needs to do. Now naturally every guy needs to right, but it, this is this is going to be especially important for Davidson because it's not an overly strong defensive line class. Outside, outside of the kid I just named and Jordan Davis, outside of Jordan Davis, I can't think of too many guys off the top of my head who are going to be draftable guys. And it was like this last year too. There was a kid named Christian Barmore from Alabama, and outside of him, it was just it 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 was like pick a name out of a hat kind of thing. That on the surface level appears to be what we're going to be dealing with again this year. So this is where Davidson can really make himself some money. He needs to be able to go through this draft process and really dominate everything that's given to him. So if if he gets a combine invite, which I'm hoping he does, he needs to dominate that. He, I believe, is going to the East West Shrine Bowl. That now now I'm kind of questioning myself. That'll be something that I'm looking at right now as as I'm talking to you guys. But the good news for him is he, even if he's not There's a chance that he gets that combine invite, so there's the opportunity for him to blow guys away during that process. He's a big kid, too, by the way. 6'5", about 325 pounds, I believe. So he's got that much going for him. If he can go to some of the drills and just blow people away with some kind of explosiveness, that would do wonders for his draft stock. So he needs to be able to show some bend and twist ability, some explosiveness, which I think he has. I think that he's very quietly been one of the more dependable starter starters for the Arizona State Sun Devils defensive line over the last four years. I think he's a very dependable guy. And I think that he could be able to find a way to really show off that, that dependability at the next level. So in a worst case scenario, if he's not going to the Shrine Bowl, which I'm not 100% on, if he's not going to the Shrine Bowl and he doesn't get that combine and invite, what he needs to do from there is when Arizona State has their pro day and they will have a pro day and they're going to get all their draft eligible guys. And that's a lot. That is a lot, a lot of guys. That's probably close to 10 guys, I want to say. He needs to find a way to show out. And the good news for those pro days. So you always have to take them with a grain of salt because typically your pro days are more, more, What what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're, they're scripted they're scripted they're they're made for their players at their school to dominate so that they look the absolute best that they can that they can Arizona State should be able to get something scripted so that Davidson looks as great as possible and this isn't this isn't to say like he needs it the point is this would be really good for his image in the draft community would be to look as great as possible at that pro day because when the draft rolls around and there's those 250-some-odd picks, DJ Davidson does have that opportunity. Me and Connor talked countless times about those three-and-a-half over-under Arizona State Sun Devils taken. And again, me and Connor would say Darian Butler, Chase Lucas, Jack Jones, and then a few other guys that so you could throw in. You could say a Tyler Johnson or Merlin Robertson. I would tell you those are the guys: Donovan, West, the Kellen Deesh. Those feel like the "quote unquote" safe guys to get drafted for the Sun Devils. But what I will tell you is, Davidson could throw his name in there. Defensive tackle may not be an overly valued position, but it is a position that teams like to stock the cupboard with. It is a position where, like later in the draft, you kind of you kind of gamble on those guys and see if you can pull them in and find something special and. You don't need to be an Aaron Donald sack artist to be an effective defensive lineman at the next level, especially someone who is of Davidson's build. You're not going to be looking at him like, man, if he's not a 10 sack guy, he's just he's a bust. He's not going to be anything. No, you're not asking him to be that guy. Instead, you're asking him to be a dependable dude who can hold his own against any offensive lineman, particularly particularly on the inside where he's going to be going up against guards and centers, more beefy guys. But he's a beefy guy, too. So you're going to be asking him to take on those guys, do what he can, and free up linebackers, free up the rest of his team. That's something that he was really good at. I mean, look at the three linebackers that we've had the last four years, Kyle Soli, Darian Butler, and Merlin Robertson. They all had exceptional success with the team. And a lot of that goes, like credit goes to the defensive line, particularly DJ Davidson, who's been the most consistent and the most healthy among all the guys. Tyler Johnson a stud. Christian Lole a stud. DJ Davidson doesn't get his deuce. I really hope that the NFL understands that he is a lot better than the numbers suggest. And he still has good numbers. Don't get me wrong. Five sacks in four years. Ooh, it's a sack a year. Look at his position. He's not a sack guy. He is a gap eater. He keeps the jerseys clean for his linebackers to come in and make plays. And he's still finding a way to make plays in the backfield. 15 and a half tackles for loss. It, essentially three years. Played five games as a freshman, four games in 2020 because of COVID. 15 and a half. That is a really good amount. He's a good run stuffer. There is upside to DJ Davidson's game. It's not like he's just some name from Arizona State getting thrown in the hat. No, this guy has potential. I think that he could have the opportunity to have his name called. But we'll see. It's going to be a very long process. There's a lot of time between now and the end of April when the 2022 draft kicks off. If I had to be a betting man, I don't know if I would be comfortable saying DJ Davidson a lot to get drafted, but I would tell you of like the 10 guys we're putting in, I think I'd put him in like the five most favorable to get drafted. In fact, I think I would tell you he might be my fourth or fifth guy after the the three locks that I would tell you we have. Again, with Butler, Lucas, and Jack Jones, I feel confident that Davidson might be that fourth or maybe that fifth guy, depending on your opinions on a Merlin Robertson or a Taylor Johnson. But we'll see. Like I said, there's a lot of time between now and April, the end of April, too. There's plenty of opportunities for Davidson to boost up his draft stock. And again, sound like a broken record, but. We'll see what happens. So we'll go ahead and wrap up our second segment here. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to be talking about basketball, focusing on the new protocol that the the Pac-12 is implementing for their forfeit plan for when you have to continue delaying your games, which right now is very prevalent to Arizona State. So when we re- when we return, we'll go ahead and talk about that. It is a new year so that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar's protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution cuz it tastes so good you'll want you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or tastes like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring. By like week 3 You might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. It contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for you. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out those sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. There's so many different flavors to choose from too. And the best part is Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so be sure to check Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use the promo code to get 15% off your order. That promo code is LOCKED15. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back for the final segment of a Friday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. So what we're going to talk about now is a little bit of basketball, but more specifically the Pac-12 and their revised forfeit plan for called off league games due to COVID-19. So thanks to Arizona sports, 98.7 FM.com. We have this information the Pac-12 has officially kind of revised their plan for determining when a game is going to be forfeited for basketball. This is very prevalent right now because so many teams are having to postpone their games because of COVID issues. And it it, it, is, it is scarier than ever. So for what it's worth, guys, please be smart. Just throwing that out there. That's the end of me kind of talking to you guys about that because I'm not here to preach. What I am here to tell you is, please be smart please be healthy please be safe because these issues are coming up more and more often and Arizona state is at the at the at the front line of all these issues once again they've had to delay oh man three or four games at this point now maybe even more than that because of covid issues and it's affecting the team it's affecting the for for what it's worth the ratings and the views that the Pac12 is getting and they're getting frustrated and we can understand that to a certain extent right But for us, we're more focused on the player safety. Here's the problem. At some point, you have to come down on these guys, the organizations, and you have to tell them, like, we cannot continue to delay these games. And the way that they worded it is, per per the article here from Arizona Sports, still, the league office would have the option to issue a forfeit if, quote, League standards of sportsmanship are not met. So the way I kind of interpret that is if you consistently are having to delay games and you're you're not making this attempt to try and get things better. And again, this is this is me speculating because that's a very broad way towards something like that. That's when you have the issue of having to delay games. So how does this affect Arizona State? Well, right now you're looking at these games they delay. You had to delay three ranked games and not just ranked they were this U of A USC and UCLA all three were ranked inside the top 10 at the point of time where you had to delay these games this is not a good look and it's not that we were expecting Arizona State to come out and win these games but more importantly these were games where you potentially could at least show off the ability to hang with really good teams like like earlier in the year when you played Baylor like it it wasn't an impressive feat by any stretch of the imagination but you were able to look quote unquote competitive against Baylor right so that that's kind of the issue that you're running into right now is you don't have these quality games on your schedule anymore and when it comes down to time for the bracket to get assembled and you have your your games to essentially break ties to get into the bracket. Right now, Arizona State is on the outside looking in convincingly. They are completely out of the running for any opportunities right now to get back into this game. So this is an issue, naturally. We need to figure out what we're going to do. It's going to be so difficult to get back on track if you can't get these games. And at the end of the day, do you need to win them? Of course you need to win them. You're not just going to get like a, oh, well, you know what? Arizona State did have a very tough schedule, so we should let them in anyways. No, that's not how it works. The point is, if, let's say you ran the table, okay? Like crazy scenario. Let's say you won out, but you you never rescheduled these games. You had the three forfeits. You had the three forfeits against three top 10 teams. But you find a way to run the table, Right. So you get the, the 15 win range or flirting with 20, because right now I think you're at like five and eight. So flirt flirt with that high teen range of wins. Quality, quality team. But then you look at other teams that have around the same win, win loss record, but they actually have quality opponents on their schedule. This is where it could really go against Arizona State to make their case to get into the bracket. This is where things could get really uh, messy, really complicated, and potentially get Arizona State out of the bracket is because you don't have those quality games on your schedule. It's not ideal, even if they're losses, right? If you found a way to have a really good stretch to end the season, enough to where you are in contention to make the bracket, right? You need to have those games on your schedule. Plain and simple, you cannot afford to not have games like that because you don't have games like that. Then, then the, the people who create the bracket are going to sit there and they're like, well, why would we let them in over a blankety blank, blank university who played A, B, C, and D and played them close and one half of them? No, Arizona state's not getting in in that scenario. So again, I preface it with this, the, the absolute most important thing here is player fan coach everyone's safety that is what we're worried about above all so at least that's what I'm worried about if you have to forfeit those games so be it okay it just it it is so much more important that we're focused on the safety of everybody instead of the quality of the games or the quantity of the games or any anything like that okay i am more worried about everybody else staying healthy and safe But unfortunately, that's not the scope that the Pac-12 is going to be looking at. That's not the scope that the NCAA is going to be looking at. They want to look at teams with quality wins, quality games to put in their bracket to give them the absolute best case scenario uh, bracket tournament that they can Okay? They care about their ratings more than they care about anything else. Plain and simple. So that's it. It just... ASU needs those games. Okay. That's all I'll say about that. Again, one more time. I I have no issue with you forfeiting these games if it means that you're keeping everybody safe. Okay? But at the end of the day, that's not what that's not what the conference cares about. That's not what the NCAA cares about. They care about you playing these games. And if that's the case, then you need to have those games if you want that opportunity to get into the into the tournament. So Is what it is, I suppose. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up the Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. The best part about this podcast, we're free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Me and Connor are here Monday through Friday. It's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world. Basketball, football, a little bit of stuff sprinkled in between terrible opinions, really good opinions, whatever it is, me and Connor are available. And we're also there on Twitter too, where you can add us and have conversations with us about Arizona state Sun Devils or really whatever you want to talk about. You can find me at Richie Brad's three six. You can find Connor at St. and you can find the, the locked on Sun Devils page as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. So be sure to tune in next week. Me and Connor are really excited to get a new series started. We'll give you guys some more information about it over the weekend, but it is going to be something focused on football that we're going to be working on for the next few weeks. We understand it is the off season, and there is going to be a very long, grueling time period between now and kickoff at the end of August. But don't worry. Me and Connor got you covered. But until then, go ahead and make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Just like the Locked on Sun Nubles, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on, on Sun Nubles.